Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. <laughs> and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J mm. Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. But we had a chat as always, and you'll, you'll hear that. We also were joined in the studio by a man that could well have played for your club because he played for 20-odd over the years. <laughs> yes. John Parkin, the much-traveled... Striker. It was a lovely fella. The book's very entertaining. We yeah. do recommend it. Good Ho- stories. Hopefully we give you a bit of a flavour of it this <clears> afternoon <throat> in the chat. And uh, there was a managerial uh, departure today. And it's a subject close to our heart. Our surrogate team here on the show, because of our <laughs> producer and friend Charlie Baker, the comedian, uh, we are sort of surrogate Torquay fans. Well, I am. I've become a big fan of the yeah. club now. They are my uh, National League South team. Okay. Well, yeah, I like <laughs> Concord Rangers, but I'm not going <laughs> to over-publicise that. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Gary Hours went the manager and uh, our producer uh, Joan Cardigan and indeed Charlie Baker came on to tell us who they'd like to see next and uh, there was quite a shot Manchester United fans would be quite surprised by one of the suggestions Uh, so here it all is enjoy I did enjoy, I thought the Kick It Out black and white campaign was excellent. I thought it was really a good thing. Mm. Yeah. But I would have liked it to be the kickoff. And yeah, like I saw, 20, I saw Andy Goldstein yeah, tweeting about that. Yeah, first yeah, yeah, 25 yeah. seconds of the match would have been better for me. In fact, it would have been like 25 seconds of 1966. So what I did, I quite liked it. So I tuned my telly into black and you white. You went black and white. And, and I've got go? a new app that I, I can run Martin Tyler's commentary and it comes out as a kind of synthetic Kenneth Wollstonehome. <laughs> It's marvellous. I felt like I was transported back in time. What happens to Gary Neville? Of course, uh, Ken and the others, they work without co-commentators. That's very true, actually. They worked alone. Just silence. Yeah. (laughs) Sound effects every time Gary speaks. But anyway, uh, Martin, of course, did his uh, trademark uh, sign sort of into the break thing that he does. And uh, it is tremendous. He said, now it's Leicester and a tester and it's live. And I thought thought to myself, Martin's really embraced that and it's live. He's he's like Michael Buffer. He's really become, he's really selling it to us. I I like it. Though it's good. Uh, what else? We'll talk football later. So uh, I don't want all the other notes. I think are footballing. Let's have a look. Mm. Anything else you got, Andy? Uh, mm. Yes, I have. Hold okay, on. Here good. we go. Uh, I see that uh, Kimi Ray Conan is uh, is joining Sauber after leaving Ferrari. Mm. Surely NASCAR would have been better for Kimi Ray Conan. I think it probably would have been. Yeah, the great uh, country and western Aussie country and western singer. Definitely. You need to listen to the clips of the week last Friday. Well, that's too, true. Uh, I, yeah. Maybe we should find that clip so it actually makes sense. Well, we could have played it first. <laughs> well, I don't just like to. to I like up. people to be able to keep up. You know, oh, okay. Well, can, fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure they're delighted with that. <laughs> you see uh, Victoria Beckham's Do face. Do you want to hear it? Look, okay, this will make go. sense. This was okay. last week. This 
was uh, Kate Fallis. Yeah, really. Um, Britain's Lewis Hamilton made it three wins from four races by winning the Italian Grand Prix. The championship leader finishes ahead of pole sitter Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, Kimi Raikkonen, you may remember, is a cover version of Eggy Breaky Heart. <laughs> Very good, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yes. And the UK is now the third fattest country in Europe. Have you heard that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. we are the third behind Malta. I can't remember who the other one was. Malta, so, behind the Maltesers. <laughs> behind the Mal- there is a reason for that, <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Behind the Maltesers. And uh, where are we? Let's Who's see. third? We're third. Who got bronze? <laughs> we got bronze. Could barely get up on the podium. Turkey, to claim Turkey, and Turkey are the champions. Malta came second and wow. we came third. The world's fattest tre- nations. That's tremendous, isn't it? Well done, everybody. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> have you got the top ten? You can do it in a kind of Alan, a breathless Alan Freeman. <laughs> no, I haven't. And really. number eight. Oh, I haven't got the energy to get to seven. <laughs> I can't walk up them stairs. Yeah. And uh, it was a great delivery by Adil Rashid yesterday to get rid of uh, KL Raul. Wonderful. Yeah. But people are calling it Warren's Ball of the Century. And I was, I was thinking about it. So I went and had a look at the, at the two. I went and had a look at Warren's Ball of the Century. Mm. And they are completely different. First yeah. of all, the pitch isn't as worn. Second of all, he's not bowling round the wicket. He's yeah. bowling over the wicket. And third of all, the match situation is very different. That Gatting is it's eighty for one. It's probably yeah. the second or third day. And it's the uh, ball that basically an- announced him into the yeah, world. It might even the, been the first day, but yeah, yeah, it is. So you know, so they are. You know, Warren's ball's better. It's still the ball of the century, but yeah. still, it was a great delivery by Rashid. Sure, Adil Rashid was, was no, ten it was abs- feet tall. This no, morning. it was an absolute jaffa. It was a peach of a ball. But it I just saying, it? it's it's not right to just mm. you know celebrate. Uh, Indeed. Celebrate, not celebrate them, compare them. Why celebrate? <laughs> oh God, celebrate. Why are you celebrating? I'm having a party. Oh, thank you. <laughs> have a great evening. Enjoy the celebrations. The new, actually, I haven't got a joke for this. It's just good, this. New Orleans Saints, we can talk to Todd about this. So is the idea that you have a joke for everything? Well, I try You've to. You've kept that quiet. <laughs> if I don't, you say, haven't you got anything to add to yeah, it? Yeah, they just, otherwise you're just reading stuff out of the paper. I am just reading yeah. this out of the paper. Okay, what but is it? It's the New Orleans Saints. They unveiled their first ever male cheerleader oh, he's he's the third in the NFL I say okay well, that's a good thing isn't it <laughs> well I thought so yeah, you're, now you're reading wrong things out of the paper <laughs> you must have seen male cheerleaders before they've tended not to have them at uh, NFL no, clubs that's true they're not they're no, not they're, that common no so we, we can uh, speak to uh, Todd about that hmm. uh, we were going to do TV <laughs> formats for John Parkin hmm. which is always a good thing I think yeah so I've got uh, well I've got two really parking restrictions okay well you want uh, with that because no, John, John, look John, John at the moment we should point out John's coming in uh, he's going to be joining us his book is called Feed the Beast and it's, a, a, oh, it's, it's fun there's some great read. stories I'll tell you what he sells some scores um, his description of um, quite a few managers, unfortunately, at this time of day, we won't be able to give you verbatim. <laughs> I don't think even but, uh, Andy Goldstein could do them either. I think Phil Brown might be covering his ears at some oh, point no. later on. He, he's not having Phil, as he'll point out. Anyway, um, we will, you know, John, I'm sure, will admit there have been times in his career when he's been his own worst enemy. Uh, we will point out to him the phrase... Um, I struggle because I was carrying a bit of timber <laughs> yeah. at that time. It does pop up quite a, on quite a few occasions. But no, it's a fascinating read. I'm a stickler for pastries was another quote that caught my eye. Yeah, so. that's right. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good. And if he played for your club and you want to ask him a question, even if he didn't, but you remember him uh, watching him in action, um, 
Get in touch, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 <laughs> or tweet a, to TSH&J. I've just seen a note from last night. <laughs> what is it saying? It says, Fabian Cher, who plays for Newcastle, has just opened a business with the legendary West Indian spinner, Sonny Ramadan. But, yeah. but they don't know what to call it. They don't know what to call <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the one, yeah. Yeah, that's Parking right. restrictions, that's where John shows you how to apply a tourniquet. That's quite useful. That's good, because we're, we're just thinking, if <laughs> John's still playing at the moment, as long as the knee holds out, he's going to keep going, he said. Uh, um, so on that basis, if he's looking for... He's he doesn't mind a bit of media. He's been mm. doing a very good podcast, so yeah. maybe some TV formats for him. Parking Meter. That's where John Parking introduced... Parking Meter, like Blind yeah, Date. Yeah, it's like a kind of Blind Date show. From yeah, John I think he's spoken for, but, you know... Yeah, no, no, not, not necessarily. He would be he, like, he, he, he's, he's the host. He's the Silla slash Paul O'Grady <laughs> very much role. so, yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, then, we've got any other TV formats for John. We'll run them past him if he's thinking for a life... Beyond football, um, talk we'll sport. do it in the second section. We don't want him walking out. No, no, he's, he's good. <laughs> lad, I'm sure he'd be a good lad. I don't think he's going to be precious. If you yeah. read the book, you realise he's not precious about anything, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Now, usually here at TalkSport, you get a fix of a man from Barnsley at four o'clock, but he's not in today. Ray Parler's in instead with Adrian. <laughs> oh, so right, to okay. make up for that, oh, yes. joining us in the studio, no goffee today, but joining us in the studio to chat about his uh, autobiography, Feed the Beasts, is the much-travelled uh, striker, John Parkin. Hi, John, good to How see you. How are you doing? You all right? It's great fun, the book. Yes, glad yeah. you enjoyed it. Did so? Is it something you wanted to do, or did someone say, "Why not tell your story"? Uh, I just got a, a call from from my ghostwriter, David Clayton, who said, uh, and he didn't know me from Adam. Just said, "Would you would you fancy doing it? I think you'd have a story to tell." Uh, and throughout all my career, whenever anything's happened, I've always said, "Like, oh, I put this in my book. I, I put <laughs> that. I put that in my book." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and always with a, a pinch of salt. And uh, and as I say, he just said, uh, "Would you like to do it?" I said, "Yeah, why not? Give it a go." There's some great anecdotes in there. You, you had a, you've had a lot of fun in your career, it's not over yet, but you've had a lot of fun in your career as well as played a lot of football. And uh, it seems to me you, you must have enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that's where where it's a little bit different. I mean, I've football's never been everything to me. It's always just been a, a job, and, and people might think that's strange. But when I've uh, when I've left at five o'clock, I don't think about it again till Monday morning when I get back to work, which. Which I think's helped me from because I've had times in my career where I've not not been scoring and and I think if I had a word about stuff like like that I think I'd have got on top of us. So you don't what you don't watch a lot of football away from playing. You don't sort of watch a lot of telly football and stuff. Uh, it just depends. It just depends yeah. if I go out or not. Yeah. If I go out, I don't, I don't mind watching a game when I when I'm out. And if you're in the that. pub. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not like religiously right match at days on at half ten. I, I need to watch it or so and so games on Sunday at, at one o'clock. I'll watch it. I just uh, if I'm in and I'm knocking about, I'll watch it. And if not, I can take it or yeah. leave it. How many clubs is it, John? Just remind us how many clubs. Ooh, you give me, give me a minute. Uh, yeah. I think it might be 15, 16, I think. Really? Yeah, and you've returned to a couple along the way and a few loans along the way and a little spell in the in the Premier League with Stoke as well. Isn't it? Yeah, I've that, that very loosely. I'd say in the in the Premier League. With Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> I played. Uh, I played one game for Stoke when they were a Premier League team and it were in the Carling Cup or whatever it were away at Cheltenham. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you play a pre-season friendly though? Sure, Cannavaro. That's Cannavaro. one of yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm it. sure it's got pride of place in his, uh, in his house <laughs> he somewhere. He took your shirt, didn't <laughs> That's great. Funny enough, I was, I, this yeah. week I was reading about that and uh, Kevin De Bruyne did the same thing in a lower league game and I think that's a mark of respect. And if Cannavaro, you take his shirt because he's, he's playing for Real Madrid at the time, 
And it's, I think it's right. It's, it, it would be disrespectful not to want so your a lot share, about it, wouldn't it? I think it does yeah, I think so. Man. As I say, I, I was a bit bemused with it. I'm like, well, why on earth would you want this? <laughs> you know what I mean, the guy's, the guy's just won the World Player of the Year. Yeah. And, and he's wanting fat John Parkin from Barnsley's shirt. But, <laughs> yeah. As I say, he took it. I don't know what he's done with it. Oh, no, it's pride of place. You've kept, <laughs> yeah. you've kept his. Have you, have you framed uh, it? Yeah, I've got his signed and framed at home and... Uh, yeah. yeah, that takes pride of place at mine, to be it, honest. It does strike me. I was reading the, the, the you, you, people have got to buy the book and read all the anecdotes because there's loads of them. But the, the golf cart incident, there's a moment in that, and you'll tell us what happened, where you, you just said, I had an urge to put my foot down. And it seems to me, it strikes me that that's how you approach life. You just thought, this will be a laugh. I'm, I'm going to go for it. But tell us what happened. Yeah, pretty much. It, that, that's the, always been my problem. I never really thought about what's going to happen or what the consequences <laughs> could be. Uh, yeah, we, we, as I so it's a couple of days before we're playing Real Madrid and we're having a, we're having a game of golf, we've got the afternoon off, so I'm in with Steve Simonson and we get to this hole and it's the, the tee's at the bottom of a big hill and I thought, well, I had no idea why, I thought I'm just going to put my foot down here and see if I can spin it at the bottom, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 26, 27 years old here, what am I, what am I doing? Uh, so I've done it and, I, and I've spun it at the bottom and, and I've realised that we're, gonna, we're, we're going out here. <laughs> so luckily I've spun it my way because I was driving, obviously, and, I, and I've managed to jump out, uh, but I've, I've scraped all my leg, I've got I've cuts all over my leg, gravel and everything, but the golf buggy's continued to, to roll, uh, and it's rolled twice and Simo's still in the golf buggy, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's ended up coming to a, a standstill and uh, Simo's sort of got up, you know, like on cartoons with Tweety Pies and yeah. that, he's got up all days and <laughs> what the, you're doing? Yeah. Uh, so we, we managed to get the golf cart on, and it were uh, the, the the screen was smashed, the roof was smashed, everything was dented, and everything. So we managed to wheel it back to the uh, the, the club shop and say, "Look, we've, we've had a bit of an accident, and uh, I think it ended up costing me twelve hundred quid for the golf book." <laughs> now the, it's got the one of the unlikeliest people to write a forward for a book, really. I mean, Tony Pulis is one of them, and you played under him at, uh, at Stoke. But the other one. Uh, I think would surprise the listeners. Tell us who the other forwards from. Uh, Jilly Cooper. Yeah, Jilly Cooper. Obviously, <laughs> really, she's yeah. become a bit of a mate, isn't she? Yeah, yes. We. Uh, she, she lives close to uh, to Forest Green, mm. and she's goes down to watch quite a few of the games. And uh, she's writing a book. Or she's. In, I don't know if she's finished. She's been doing not. this for a long time. Yeah, about yeah. football. Yeah. About yeah. football, and she she just uh, she she introduced herself to me and and asked if I'd go up to her house and. And talk about my career and football stories in general. Obviously, for research for her book, uh, so I, I was like, "Yeah, no bother, no problem at all." So I, I went in and sat on a settee and a PA fetches little triangle of cucumber tuna sandwiches. <laughs> I, I, I like a little tea party, so so I just sat and talked to her for two or three hours, and and, uh, and we've just been friends ever since. Yeah, you've um, you've not always been. I mean, you've settled a few scores in the book, John. You've talked up the people you always got on well with, and you thought did right by you. But there's a few you're not having, and uh, you've, you've kind of told them in no We can't actually use the language in many cases <laughs> at this time of day. But um, you would probably admit, reading the book, that you probably wasn't the easiest bloke to manage at times, were you? See, quite the opposite. I, th- I actually think I were really easy to manage. If people were honest with me, that were fine. Yeah. Whatever their opinions of me were, if, they, if a manager came to me and said, look, you're not for me, uh, see if you can get yourself sorted out in another club, no problem. Mm. It's when they don't tell you that, and then they treat you... Uh, disrespectfully and in well treat you like rubbish to be honest and it happens mm. in all football clubs when people are trying to get players out and yeah. whatever but if somebody said to me you're not good enough I'd have just moved on no bother mm. yeah. uh, that's all you ever want that. in life I think it's people being straight with you not sort of like... yeah 100% and 
And it's, it, got, it got to the point at, at some times where like, I'm having to train on my own and train mm. with the kids and, and just really just uh, just getting tre- appallingly, really. I mean, when, when I were at Cardiff, mm. I, uh, I played in the first two rounds of the Carling Cup and uh, I scored in one of them, actually. Uh, I only scored two for Cardiff and that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I went on loan a couple of times actually and I were at Scunthorpe on loan and we get to the final. So I'm thinking, oh, brilliant. Well, lads have done really well. Um, so I phoned, I phoned the club up and said, what's the, what's the crack? Have I got a ticket or, or what? I said, uh, we'll speak to the manager. So they spoke to the manager and uh, phoned me back and, and what the, no, no ticket here for you. I was like, all right, okay. So I ended up going down with my pals and hmm. I could I could buy tickets, but I ended up going down with my pals and just having making a weekend of it. But I'd played in the first two rounds and I'd not even got a ticket for the final. Well, yeah, way. I mean, you said uh, I mean, Dave Jones effectively bought you for Cardiff because you kept scoring against him, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that was the key. I think he just got fed up with uh, yeah. fed up with us beating him. But when I say difficult, I, think, I say yeah. what difficult at times. Uh, I mean, it's a, a, a good example there where you've just had an operation and you're told that you can't go on a stag do crack off in no uncertain terms, John. You're not going to Poland on a stag do, and uh, you went. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. I think it was the summer, but it, yeah, it was. I've never been good. If someone says you can't do something, I've always tried my best to to try and do it. But um, yeah, as I said, just had the operation, and the the physio said well, you, you can't go on it. So I, I had a bit of a brainwave. I thought I'll uh, I'll just go on the Saturday morning, and I'll come back the Sunday night. Obviously, we've gone out all day Saturday, Sunday morning. Air of the dog. It gets to tea time when I need to go for my flight, and uh, and I don't want to go home. I'm back in the swing of it now. <laughs> so I uh, so I phoned the wife at the time and said, "Look, I'm not coming back. Uh, I'm going to turn my phone off if you need me for one of the lads." So I turns my phone off. Went on. I just night out and whatever, and then got up the next morning. I, I texted the physio actually, who I was supposed to be in with on the on the Monday. And, said, so, look, I'm not coming in tomorrow because Barnsley had just made a bid for us. Hmm. So I was half making out as well. There was something happening. Uh, so I put my phone back on the Monday morning, rough as. Uh, got a message from the from the, from the the wife saying, uh, you might be in a bit of trouble. I'm like, well, why, why is that? She says, I've just tried ringing you. I says, all right, no problem. And she said, uh, it says this phone is not available. I said, well, that's normal. That's fine. She said, in Polish. I'm like, oh, no, you're kidding me. <laughs> Looks at my phone. The next message, Darren Ferguson, the manager, park it, ring me ASAP. I'm thinking, oh, I've done it again. <laughs> no, I've got to done it again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. It's interesting, on this show, we've often over the years, we've concentrated on some of the bigger sporting events like... Uh, the World Onion Eating Competition. Yeah, that's you know. right. Although we've, we've struggled to find a guest for that. <laughs> well, this week we've struggled with two because we couldn't get anybody from the World Onion Competition. Mm. Eating competition. That's yeah, not, it's not, not the World, World Onion, onion Competition. <laughs> yeah. It could be onion growing. But, well, you know. And uh, and the World Black Pudding uh, Throwing Competition yeah. took place this week. There, well, I mean, having said it, we've had Anthony Joshua on. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, often you'd think it was the other way around. <laughs> you'd think the, 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 t- the easiest booking <laughs> would be the... Um, yeah, yeah the would be the... World black pudding the throwing. world onion throwing champion <laughs> and the world black pudding eating champion or something like that anyway, it doesn't matter anyway neither of them have come on so what's the point that's because they're at work I mean Anthony Joshua's not going down a full time job when he comes to talk <laughs> to us. the bloke who eats onions we apparently has nine to five so that's why we, I mean I know you're disappointed listeners I'm very disappointed that's why we never spoke to him the, uh, who won it didn't say who won it really who cares with, res- with respect um, <laughs> food tossers gathered for the World Black Pudding Throwing Championships. Well, though, is that all you know? You can't tell us who I won it. Who won it? No. Okay. So no what sort one. of distance? What was the winning distance? <laughs> I'm interested in that. Okay. Well, I'll look it up for you while you. Is it a slice? Is it somebody with very small hands? <laughs> no, it's got to be a whole. Black it's throwing pudding. it. I mean, someone like Donald Trump apparently could throw it like a discus, couldn't <laughs> yeah. he? A little slice that you have with your breakfast <laughs> and a quick breakfast. True. Imagine it's the whole thing. Yeah, and what's the technique? You, do you launch it like a javelin? Well, I imagine it's more of a Jeff Capes uh, situation, really. Yeah, see, the, actually, I'm, I wish we had spoke to him now because it feels like there's a bit, there's a bit more there. Doesn't I think there's really? a bit more than there is in onion eating. Although we did get Mike Bovell to do this at one point, didn't we? Yeah, and, uh, that's right. Formerly of this parish, we asked him to try and break the World Onion Eating Championship, and uh, he ate the onion like an apple, didn't he? Don't remember? It's really, one of the he worst kind of munched on it. Seen. It was, um, it was quite scary. Oh, now, I found um, a report on it, so I'll be able to tell you. Before, before we return to football, Andy, I, I, I've been made aware. I don't know anything about it. I've been made aware of what's been called the ASOS story. What is the ASOS story? Can you tell us this on <laughs> air or not? It's Every day I get the producer to print out my list, uh, you know, my extensive list of wonderfully amusing yeah. <laughs> bits from the, the I'm, I'm guessing today it didn't get printed out then, <laughs> from what's gone on so far. So it's, a, it's, a, so it's, it's now, well, it's normally two pages, but it's stretched into three. And the story on page three is mm. this. Uh, former FA chief executive Adam Crozier is to take over at ASOS, the uh, sort of fashion yeah. website, from Brian McBride. Uh, not Brian McBride, obviously, the former Everton and Fulham and USA striker. Well, I don't know. He well, might be. <laughs> I don't think he was. Okay. And that was it. I never got any further than that, which is probably why I've never done the story. But he kept saying to that's me... Still, that's still hanging on page three, is <laughs> well, it? Well, it's gone now. He, okay. kept, he said to me, what is the Brian McBride, Adam Crozier, ASOS story? Wow. And now we know. Wasn't that worth it? Wasn't worth it, was yeah. it? Wasn't that worth it? Because you had nothing more to add to say not him, even though we'd know. Anyway, let's move on. Because there's been a managerial casualty today. And not in the Premier League, not in the Championship, not in League One, not in League Two, not in the National League, not in the National League North. 
but in the National League South. Yes, but it is a club that we focus on particularly heavily here yeah. at H&J because of the, uh, the passion that our producer has for the club, as well yeah. as one of our regular guests, Charlie Baker. That's right. They are talky uh, United fans, and uh, it's interesting chatting to John Parkin earlier on. He's playing now in the old... Uh, he's playing in the National League North, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough old league. It's a mm. tough old league to get out of. Uh, and uh, they've only been down there one season, Torquay. They were relegated from the National League last season under Gary Owls, the former Sunderland uh, player. I feel for Gary a bit. You well, know. he is. I, I'm not sure you'll get that same level you of sympathy. Have to watch it. So, yeah, the, the two hosts, the two hosts of the National Obsession uh, podcast, join us now. John Cadigan, Joan Cardigan, now producer, and indeed Charlie Baker, mm. a comedian, a talkie fan. Uh, good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon. I'm, I'm just on a train, gentlemen. I'm get, about to get off. So, um, okay. I've oh, just been right. sharking with John Parkin. Oh, have you really? Is that your new show? <laughs> My new thing. It's a, it's a, a, a up against Fisherman's Blues. Oh, I think sharking with John Parkin. I think it's a good idea. So you, you travel the world and catch different We've... kind of sharks. Is that, is that yeah, what you, you know do? What it is. Big you know, and small? They always say if you're attacked by a shark, you should punch him on the nose. Well, I think John Parkin is the best person Yeah. To, to would, do that, he, he would, would take, I mean, be pretty the, good. The we've, uh, we've been speaking room. to our producer, Joan, uh, as you yeah. call him, about uh, some su- possible suggestions. I mean, you two can discuss why, where it all went wrong for Gary, but we've, we've come up yeah. with the idea that if we win the lottery, we're going to pay for a year of Antonio Conte to come in <laughs> down, down at Torquay. Lovely. What kind He'd of influence could he have, He'd love Charlie? It. He'd love it. What sort of influence? I mean, with the, the roster of players you have, to use an Americanism, yeah. what could Antonio Conte do? Uh, yeah. with, well, do you think he could get you back up? We've got a lot of experience, but okay. unfortunately, a lot of experience of failure. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> a lot of players who've played at a very low level of football and not done particularly well at that low level. He'll be coming in with his usual, the players are very tired and uh, yeah. we have to suffer yeah. against chipping them. Yeah, but if, if, yeah. if the trouble is, if, if he's listening now, Antonio, you're basically telling you've got yeah. a sort of ageing roster of failures. Just, it's not well, much... We have, but, but we've also got, um, he has got the English Riviera. Oh, that's so, true, um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, that, and, that's, and that's the difference and that's always the, yeah. the attraction of somewhere like Torquay United. Mm. Is you get to live by the sea, you get to live within a stone throw of Brixham and Painton. So, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's John, what I mean, want, you John, know. What do you, what do you think? Well, Somebody like Pep Guardiola, how do you think he might go? I'm not sure about my personal shout would be for legendary former manager Franco Farrell. I mean, the problem with Frank is he's 90, <laughs> okay. but he does still live locally. And right. I mean, well. you can't beat experience like that. No, I mean, especially with the average, the average age of your <laughs> squad sounds like it's about 86. So um, we do like a local ex-player as yeah. our manager. You know, that is one of our things that we do go for. How locally do you live? Yeah. <laughs> mm. We're looking for someone, we're looking for someone, only live round the corner, it's like the old joke, isn't it? <laughs> now, look, John, um, it's so easy for you and Charlie and all Torquay fans and all fans of every club to have a pop mm. at the manager and say, oh, I'm so yeah. glad he's gone. But John, what, what did he do wrong, considering well, where you are? There are, I mean, a lot of reasons, I think, that personally me and Charlie found him quite annoying his inability to win many games was, was probably factor number one <laughs> yeah, okay. 47 games and 13 wins I mean I think our main bugbear with him and Charlie correct me if I'm wrong was basically his attitude um, he's quite a sort of arrogant bloke he had this annoying habit of, sort of every post-match interview 
you didn't really answer any questions. You just described the game you just saw. Yeah. You just say, well, you know, <laughs> tough first half. You know, we had, went in at halftime, had a few words, came out. The opposition went up that one end, scored. <laughs> difficult for us. And But you never actually sort of answered any questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, he just did a kind of truncated, truncated weird side version of what had happened. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. He didn't take any responsibility for anything going wrong. It was never his fault. The first half of him being in charge, he, he would blame the old manager. Mm. And then the second half, he'd be like, well, you know, it's a difficult league, you know. And it's like, well, this is your, these are your players now. You signed all these players. And, oh, he, just, he just used to drive us mad. Very negative man. With, I mean, I, I don't want anybody to lose their job. It's, it's no good when anybody loses their no. job. But mm. I, I, don't want, I didn't want him as manager of my football club. It's quite a scary time, this though, John, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's exciting when you lose a man. You're thinking about who'd be the next bloke in. Who, I mean, seriously, putting you're aside mid-table, though, it's not. There's not been an utter disaster this year. No, it has. I mean, you don't really trust mm. the uh, the owners to appoint a man, considering they appointed Gary Owens, who is is the worst manager I think we've ever had, even worse than mm-hmm. John Cornforth, whose next job after managing us was driving a milk float. I I, I kid you not. <laughs> And even in that job, he didn't deliver. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, what It'd about be great that? if Jose Mourinho left and got a job as a Unigate milkman. Yeah. yeah. You'd be saying, oh, I might morning, Jose. Do you do orange juice? Do you, do you do eggs, Jose? That'd be fantastic. And he'd whistle. He'd learn that whistle that all milkmen have, which is not any one discernible tune. Have you noticed that, Charlie? They, they kind of whistle. It's about five or six show tunes. That's it. It could be any tune. It could be any tune that Milkman... It starts uh... off as the great escape. Yeah. Goes into uh, many other, you know, many other things. No, but the thing is, when you get a new manager, yeah. you're always like, who's it going to... You know, you, you have all these dreams, you know, you have all these dreams of who it could be. And then it's always... when it, you know, Andy just said, come on, you're mid-table. Yeah, we're mid-table in the National League South. Yeah. You know, we have dropped down and down and down. We, have, we, are, we are nowhere. We are... But we are staring into oblivion at the moment. So uh, I don't think he had any choice but to, mm. but to uh, by mutual consent, go. But you do go, well, who next? Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, who, who, who are we going to... I mean, we paid money for Gary Hours. Wow, we paid okay. money for him from Bath, from Bath. And he didn't have a record of massive success there. So I've no idea what the, 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 the situation is or how they go about recruiting anybody. I've no idea what the policy is, other than do you live... Within 50 miles of Torquay. <laughs> yeah, if you're local, I mean, anybody local, anybody listening in Torquay today sounds like they're in with a shout up by the I mean, sound someone, of it. Someone like... Little lives in Torquay. Little lives in Torquay. See, what about <laughs> Sid? It'd be great. He could bring the guitar. <laughs> could bring the guitar to training. Eddie could come down, down again, yeah, do, yeah, lighten, down the, again. lighten the mood. That'd be good, yeah. And someone like as, as Gary Johnson manager. or something like that would be would be quite oh, good. Are, I think he's out of work, Gary, but I'm sure but, whatever um, happens, we can rely on the local paper. Who I checked this morning when I got out of bed. Yeah. The Herald Express headline this morning was Talk United to stick with Gary Hours. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get, we'll they've get got, the story first. They've got their deep throat in there, clearly. They're, they're, they've got their ear to the ground, but they not necessarily... Not necessarily that ground. The, I mean, it could be Pep always talks. Yeah, that's it. Pep always talks about wanting a challenge, and maybe yeah. a kind of behind-the-scenes documentary about when he takes over at Torquay. You know, yeah. Yeah. if you want to hate me, guys, hate me, but first beat Gloucester City. That would be, be brilliant, wouldn't it? Against all odds, the man that took Torquay back to the well to the league. That would be Give it to Allardyce till the end of the season. Can we do oh, that? Well, yes, Sam. Now that would be that's fantastic. The that's the dream. It's, it's, it, it might be you might be slightly out of Sam's uh, price range. Uh, yeah, but it's a kind of academic experiment. Wine. 
We, we do sell pints of wine. Oh, you do sell pints of wine. Okay, well, that's not too bad. Fair enough. Pints of pint wine. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, Sadly, if it's a job like this, we've mentioned before that uh, Sam is currently, like Ray, uh, uh, like Ray Winstone, lying on a sunbed in his Portuguese villa. Mm, yeah. And, and uh, he hears the peaches by the stranglers. When he knows the job's up, it's like his bat phone. So he'll be lying there, and then he suddenly, yeah. in the distance, he'll hear, and it's like, it, oh, it's a job going. Um, so he's up. But, I mean, I think that'll be quite a distant sound, Torquay. I don't think Torquay's going to get, no. he's not going to get Sam off the sunbed. I don't think so. He's not going to put down that so. sangria for Torquay. So, um, well. so who would, who, and he, you said somebody. You, I think Gary, Gary Johnson. Johnson would be quite a good shout. Yeah. He's sort of managed that level he, before. I He'll come anywhere near us. Will he venture down to the National League <laughs> South? The man that's so. a real no, optimist, no. old Charlie, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> the, 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 I think the people who it will be uh, are the ex Truro City managers, management team. Chris Todd, who used to play for us and was excellent for us. Right. You probably had him on, actually. He, grew up, he, had, he, got, he had leukemia and he wrote a book about it. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. Became, yeah. And then he became the Eastleigh manager. Mm. And he, he had a pretty good cup run one season as well. And uh, always has been good for the club. And him and, um, you know, who, goodness, who knows? This yeah. is the trouble. Him and Carlos Queiroz together, so the dream down. team. We're so low down that, you know, we are famously the team that had a manager for 10 minutes. So, you know, it, it, nothing surprises me anymore. You know, Leroy was senior in his second spell at the club was yeah. there for 10 minutes. Old Leroy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did have, you also, so, uh, had a, you also had a ventriloquist dummy that used to do the oh, yeah. press conversation with the chairman. The chairman. Yeah. So, Mike Mike Bateson, yeah. so yeah. look, we, we, he won more games than Gary Hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crack in the gox. He used to tell them all to get back in the box. Yeah. Well, no, when we put it. the book, yeah, crack in the gox. And then we're, well, we're really in the good offside the trap. Yeah. Get, get out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Charlie, thank you. And uh, you and John are back with. You'll be chatting about this on your National Obsession podcast. I think it might get a mention. It might yeah. get a mention. We'll, yeah. Yeah. Talkie yeah, tomorrow. Corner. We, we record the hours out special tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Well, thank you, Charlie. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks, lad. Uh, we'll, we'll keep a very close eye on our on our sort of surrogate club, Torquay United. afternoon so I don't know if Franco Farrell was listening this afternoon and could be tempted out of retirement it would be amazing wouldn't it he does live locally which seems to be the criteria I'm still going for Conte me yeah yeah uh, yeah or, or Pep there's, there's options there's options or, or Gary Johnson go on go on Gary do it go and get him out of that league and if you could it's a sleeping giant relatively speaking is, yeah. talking anyway we'll leave it there uh, we'll see you tomorrow thanks for downloading us Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.